0: Recently, Sheriff John Wetzel joined the National Law Enforcement Liaison Program webinar series to discuss creating the next generation of traffic champions. Today on the National Law Enforcement Liaison Podcast, we're going to replay that interview that we had with Sheriff Wetzel, who began his nearly 50-year career in law enforcement the week after he graduated high school. During his career, he served as chief of police for the town of Jones and the city of Choctaw, both in Oklahoma City metropolitan area. He was elected sheriff of Oklahoma County in 1997 a position he held for 21 years, being re-elected for six terms before retiring in March 2017. He made traffic enforcement a priority in his office as well as officer safety, requiring his deputies to buckle up. As sheriff, he implemented sobriety checkpoints, conducted driver safety programs, and created a traffic safety unit and required his deputies to obtain annual driver recertification. These efforts helped contribute to a 90% reduction in traffic crashes in the fast-growing rural areas of Oklahoma County during his tenure. Sheriff Wetzel is a national leader serving as the current chair of the National Sheriffs Association Traffic Safety Committee and is the past president of the International Association of Chiefs of Police, Oklahoma Association of Chiefs of Police, Oklahoma Sheriffs Association, and the Oklahoma Sheriff and Peace Officers Association. In addition, he has served on working groups for the Governor's Highway Safety Association, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and works with the Below 100 program and the Road to Zero Initiative. He has traveled the country to make presentations on traffic safety and officer safety. During his career, he has been recognized with numerous Highway Safety Awards and honors, including the J. Standard Baker Award for Highway Safety, and was inducted into the Oklahoma Sheriff's Hall of Fame and the Oklahoma Law Enforcement Hall of Fame in 2011. I hope you enjoy this edition of the National Law Enforcement Liaison Program podcast. Our podcast is brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration wants to remind you that the Safer Car app is available on iOS and Android. Cars, trucks, vans, motorcycles, car seats, whatever you're driving or whatever equipment you're using, nothing is more important than safety, yours and everyone else's. At NHTSA, ensuring that is the most important mission. Making roads safer begins with the national standards they've set out for automotive safety. When vehicles and equipment have safety defects, they manage the recalls. Learn the facts about a recall quickly, definitively, and directly from the source, so you can get it fixed and stay safe. Get vital current recall info in three easy steps. One, download the Safer Car app. Two, add your vehicle, then type in or scan your vehicle identification number. And three, add car seats, tires, and equipment. When Safer Car discovers a recall for the vehicle or equipment you entered, it will send you an alert on your mobile device. The National Sheriff's Association and the Traffic Safety Committee that you are the chair of is doing a great job in pushing and promoting traffic safety within the Sheriff's Association. So on behalf of uh, a very small voice being mine, speaking for the entire world of traffic safety, thank you for what you are doing and the National Sheriff's Association is doing and the commitment that you've shown. Quick question. And- well, It's you know,
1: not just me. We have some really good members on that committee of which you are one.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And that is, that's absolutely true. I'd love being part of that committee. Um, when I was considering what you and I were going to talk about, and, and we're going to go off of your lead with this, I really came up with one question that I wanted to start this off with, um, because I think this is where the basis of it all will begin. I, I hope it is. Uh, I'm a brand new sheriff, elected to my new position, in any, any county USA. And I'm not really sure if dedicating the resources and the manpower uh, that's required to traffic safety is really a worthwhile adventure. In your position, in your experience, what are you going to tell me?
1: First of all, I want to say you take you take an oath when you when you take office and before you take office, you raise your right hand and you you take an oath to uphold the laws of your state and your county. That includes, and there's no there's no caveats that say oh except those traffic safety laws. Um, so first of all, you have a sworn oath in order to enforce traffic laws. Second of all, you have a duty to your people to save lives in enforcing traffic laws. When I was when I first was elected chair, within the first couple of months, I had received a grant from the Oklahoma Highway Safety Office. We were going to implement um a full-time traffic safety unit which we did but within about <clears throat> within about a couple of weeks of hearing that we were going to do that my campaign manager came to me and said you can't do that because if you uh, create a traffic safety unit you're going to write tickets and you're going to arrest drunks, and people will not vote for you if they get a ticket from you they won't vote for you you'll never get reelected four years and and i had to tell him I appreciate your concern, but my first duty is to the public. We created that traffic safety unit. I was not only, um, of course, that was my first term. I was reelected five additional times um, in Oklahoma County. Oklahoma County is a Republican county. I happen to be a Democrat, and I don't hold that against me. but, uh, But parties shouldn't matter. I was elected in that county because of the job we did in saving lives, and we did it very open, very broad, very visible. Um, I didn't believe in shadow cars or unmarked cars. It was a it was a duty that law enforcement, whether it's a sheriff's officer or police department, has to protect their public.
0: I, I can't argue with you on any of that, um, and- I love the part that you said, you know, write tickets and arrest drunks. Really, are those bad things that they're deserving?
1: <laughs> you know, and when I say, when I say write, write tickets, I I can tell you that before I was elected sheriff in the largest county in Oklahoma, there were, the, the year before in 2016, there were zero DUI arrests by the sheriff's office in the largest county in the state of Oklahoma. I, I took office in January of 1997, and um, I guess people started drinking because we started making arrests. Um, and and the, the officers, our deputies, uh, love the fact that they were able to do their job and to save lives. And when you talk about traffic stops, deputies and officers aren't required to write a citation when they make a traffic stop. You know, the thing, the mission that we have is to save lives. So if you stop someone that works in a lower income job and they have four kids in the car and you know that that's going to be a financial hardship, you also have to think about, I'm trying to change behavior. I'm trying to change their driving behavior, whether it's speeding or running a stoplight or a stop something that will save their lives is a ticket going to make that change or will a warning affect that change so it's up to the officer and their discretion because it's not about writing tickets or writing warnings it's about changing
0: driving behavior and i think that's what we're always striving for is that in the in the perfect world of, of traffic safety and compliance it is voluntary compliance with the law that works best and we like to use the tool of enforcement is a, hey, listen, if you're not gonna voluntarily comply, maybe enforcement is gonna be the best best approach to dealing with your behavior, and we really do want that behavior to change, and maybe it's gonna be an education. I think we've seen uh, lots of cases where officers will stop a vehicle for one reason, uh, whether it's, a, I'll say the best example that comes to mind, a child uh, not restrained properly, and they find out that the the driver uh, down on their luck, no money, no resources, uh, can't afford the seat, and that that sheriff's deputy or the officers have gone out and purchased uh, the restraint themselves or or gotten them a restraint. And I think that's the, that's the best example we can give of it's not always about the ticket. Uh, are there any standouts in your mind that make you know just kind of smile and and happy, you know, when you read a story like that?
1: you know I have I have seen as you're in Oklahoma County uh, deputies who have made a traffic stop who have determined a need in the family um, and not only do they decide to give a warning to change that pattern behavior but then they wind up helping the family um, one case I remember they took them, they took the family to the store uh, and bought them some groceries um, it's it it truly really, a community policing at its very essence because you have direct one-on-one interaction between law enforcement and the driver of that vehicle. And the driver of that vehicle you've never met before. You don't know who they are, where they come from, what their station in life is or what their needs are. But you stop them in order to save their life, in order to change their driving habits. And yet that opens up a wide um, plethora of things that potentially can follow.
0: So true. Uh, well, let's shift gears on that one. Let's look at the frontline deputy. Out there with everything that's gone on in the last year or a couple of years and, and the, the knock that law enforcement has taken, what do you say to a deputy that just doesn't know if you know, it's worthwhile to make that traffic stop, to have that self-initiated uh, action that could come out back and backfire them? What, what's your response to that?
1: You know, I know law enforcement is facing a lot of challenges right now. Um, there's there's budget constraints. Um, fewer officers. Traffic enforcement may not be the top priority for that agency. There may be, what you're talking about, a lack of community support. Um, Fewer contacts means fewer complaints. The, the problem is, though, that it's the ability of law enforcement to make that traffic stop. I, I know I'm working with, <laughs> with MAD right now on another video project. And and there was one story that just stood out to me. And that was a a story about an officer who made a traffic stop. Uh, impaired driver and did not make the arrest for whatever reason. And uh, eight minutes later, the impaired driver ran head-on into a young lady and killed her. It's, It's those kind of stories that let me tell law enforcement, that's your opportunity to make a change. That's your opportunity to potentially save a life and that's your job and if that's not your mission then you're in the wrong profession
0: you put it so eloquently with that um community policing we uh before we started the actual presentation here uh tom music who will be joining us a little bit later mentioned uh, a point about community policing and that idea that every single traffic stop is an opportunity to build a community relationship uh, be it positive or be a negative based on how that traffic interaction goes. Um, the the core of you know, community and police is when you combine those two words, community policing and the relationships that are, are built from that. Uh, what did you do to instill that within your officers and deputies to make sure that they understood that this was a community approach?
1: Well, you know, I think one of the things that you have to do is, is leadership um, Traffic safety leadership has to start at the top from the chief or the sheriff. In, in my agency, not only did we train um, on a regular basis and include traffic safety and enforcement of traffic uh, as a regular part of that, but they also have to see an example. Um, I, was, I would be in uniform. I would be on the street with them on Saturday night, on Friday night on checkpoint night um, I would on my way to or from the the office would make traffic stops for running a red light or running a stop sign Um, they would hear me on the radio it it became something that was standard they knew that the Sheriff of Oklahoma County himself made traffic stops Um, so it, it it permeates if if you're a law enforcement officer and, and you're you're a chief or a sheriff, and that is and you don't want to dirty your hands with that, understand that your men and women are watching you, and if they see you involved in law enforcement activities, traffic safety activities, they that that's a green light for them.
0: Huge green light. It it all starts at the top. Like you said, the leadership on down inspires and it it sets the tone for what's going to go on. Uh, I can think of several examples that the county that I live in, the the sheriff here, uh, is out on a regular basis doing the same thing you did. And and really, you see it in the work that are done by the deputies. Yesterday, uh, the National Sheriff's Association did a fantastic webinar uh, in partnership with responsibility.org and you highlighted a couple of sheriffs uh, in that in the work that they're doing. do uh, you feel comfortable talking a little bit about that?
1: um sure um, I, I you know one of the things I think that you talk about um, sheriffs across the country that uh, themselves are involved in traffic safety efforts um, you know when you talk about um let me talk first about the the word crash because there was something that happened yesterday that has to do with traffic safety and and that of course was the, the Tiger Woods crash. Um, I, I got to hear the uh, the sheriff in Los Angeles yesterday at a press conference, and he talked about uh, the traffic crash, the collision, and, um, and and the fact that they were that was an area up there that they worked because it was a Uh, an area that had multiple uh, crashes and collisions. The interesting thing about that, and of course the officer, the deputy that that worked that crash, spoke on TV this morning, um, a very effective presentation. Seeing the example from the top, um, Sheriff Villanueva, a huge traffic safety proponent, and then seeing that filter down to his, his deputies. The interesting thing about that is that after after the, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office released the press statement about the collision, the um, media picked it up as an accident. And um, I, I took it upon myself to write uh, an email to the author of that particular article that I just showed you. He was a sports writer. And, and I asked him basically why he would term that um, an accident. And then, in a very kind way, told him why he shouldn't, why it should be considered a collision, a crash, because there's always a reason. Um, and I think that you have sheriffs like Sheriff Villanueva, um, other sheriffs around the country, even small, small county sheriffs, um, Cotton County, Oklahoma. We had a sheriff uh, in the last term who who allowed his deputies to go out and make traffic stops. And one day they arrested 26 um, and they arrested 26 people with drugs in a county that has 6,600 population, but had a high highway that went through it. So it's it's about it's about one crime because. Traffic enforcement equals crime reduction. Um, and
0: it's also about saving lives. Yeah, great point. The um, traffic and crime, how they kind of go hand in hand. We did a two month or last month uh, webinar with uh, IOTALIST and talked about the new DDAX rollout and, and the information sharing from that. It's a perfect overlay. You know, when the sheriffs are out there enforcing crime how the traffic kind of gets better or it kind of the problems can tend to heal themselves and and vice versa when the the deputies are out there working on the traffic side of things that the crime abates to somewhat. It's it's almost magical how the two go hand in hand and it just works so well.
1: It it really does and one of the you know, the, the other thing is, is saving lives. And I, I know many people probably that are on this webinar have, have or may, have, may know of my story and, and the fact that uh, my first wife and two-year-old daughter were killed in a traffic crash. Um, that really kind of has fueled my passion. And as I've told that story in, that, in a presentation that I give around the country, as I've told that story, the story basically is about the fact that it can happen to anybody. Um, it happened It happened to me, and it can happen to anybody. It happens every day in this country. You know, we know that this year over 36,000 people are going to die in car crashes, and it seemingly is okay. But with law enforcement, it can never be okay. Um, over 100 people die today, every day, in car crashes. And there's no public outrage. There's no outcry. It's not on the media. It's acceptable, and yet it can't be acceptable to us. You know, I I just, talking about the National Safety Council, um, they just released a report today about the number of of vehicle crashes and fatalities that occurred in 2020. And in the first 11 months of 2020, there's an overall increase of 7% and the number of traffic crashes that are occurring in this country. Um, and the number of deaths, the fatalities, and uh, the number of, when you look at traffic crashes, um, South Dakota, while South Dakota had an uh, increase of 33% in traffic crashes in 11 months, um, Vermont had an increase of 49% in traffic crashes last year. So we're seeing a huge increase because of lowered enforcement because of the pandemic. I mean, it's a direct correlation. You can see the increases because people aren't out there working traffic crashes and or weren't in enforcement and traffic crashes are the result of that.
0: And I think there's a, like you said, there's a direct correlation for it. And you can see it, uh, even if it's not been proven in research. Uh, I think one of the other problems that we saw as a result of the pandemic is people believed that law enforcement wasn't out there doing their thing. Uh, and that gave them their own self-administered prescription to, to take uh, liberties and, and to be a little more dangerous than they normally would be on the roads. So when you talk about the, the importance of enforcement, Even if it's not actually happening right there, right then, um, the the domino effect that it has when people see the enforcement that's out there. Listen, when we see somebody, a a trooper or a sheriff or a police officer stopped on the side of the road with a vehicle, we don't know what led to that all the time. And we don't know what the end result is going to be, whether it's a charge. But what we do see is that the law enforcement agencies are out there doing their thing and working hard, and that in itself can, can be a pretty good shot of medicine for the general public. Switching gears just a little bit, uh, law enforcement liaisons. Some of our states are, are really blessed that they'll have specific law enforcement liaisons that can work directly with the sheriff's office, and that's their thing. They came from the sheriff's departments uh, or along that lines. Other states that we have, it's get out there and talk to every law enforcement agency you can. As a sheriff, uh, what's your advice to... Our law enforcement liaisons to be able to approach uh, a sheriff's office that hasn't been a part of the work of traffic safety, and, and to really try to inspire that next generation.
1: I would encourage law enforcement liaisons right around this country not to leave any agency out. If they, even if they haven't been involved in enforcement activities before, um, it's it's about the fact that they might start. It's about the fact that they need to start. And it's about the fact that sometimes those LELs can provide the encouragement to those law enforcement leaders and show them a way for them to get involved in enforcement. I know with smaller agencies, I've been I've been chief of of a smaller agency, a small real small agency, um, uh, and a medium-sized agency and the largest sheriff's office in Oklahoma. I can tell you that. You have have a different set of circumstances in each one of those. But with, with the right enforcement, you can make enforcement, traffic enforcement work in any agency, regardless of size. And with the right encouragement from those LELs, you can get chiefs or sheriffs who never before have been involved in traffic enforcement to get their deputies involved in traffic enforcement for one purpose, and that is to save lives.
0: I think that's, that's the most important part is no matter how you look at this, no matter what your personal thoughts are on enforcement and, and tickets and arrests, in the end, nobody can argue with the role and the purpose is to save lives. And that's truly what it's all about. Uh, any closing thoughts that you would like to offer? Um, to me, you've been an inspiration ever since the day we met. I love listening to to what you have to say. I could just mute myself and let you go the rest of the day. So take it away. What would you really like to to share it in part?
1: Well, I won't go the rest of the day, but I can, <laughs> I, can I can say that um, you know, law enforcement is about serving the public, and you can't serve the public unless you care, um, and you can't care about the public unless you try to save their lives. Like I said before, a hundred people are going to die today and tomorrow and the next day and it seems like it's an acceptable way to die but it can't be and it's up to us as law enforcement officers to make sure it's not you know when when i look at the number of friends that that i have seen involved in traffic crashes or have lost to traffic crashes and i think everyone out there can say that they know someone that that has died in a traffic crash, there's just too many. Uh, we have a responsibility in law enforcement, a responsibility to not only the public, but to law enforcement officers. And too many law enforcement officers become victims of traffic crashes, whether it's an impaired driver who crosses over and hits a law enforcement officer head on, or it's a law enforcement officer who is T boned at an intersection. We have a responsibility also to get out there and work traffic to save the lives of our law enforcement officers. So I would encourage, and this is my direct message to law enforcement leaders, you took an oath. It's up to you to be an example to your men and women and to make sure that the deputies and officers who are under your command are safe, and you can only do that if you allow them to enforce traffic laws and to make our streets and roads as safe as possible. Awesome words. Thank you so
0: much.